This is Plant-Based Briefing, How Smoking in the 50s is Like Eating Today, by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I find some of the best information on plant-based and vegan living, get permission, and read it to you here in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's post is by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. He's a physician, a New York Times bestselling author, internationally recognized speaker on nutrition, food safety, and public health issues. And he's a founding member and fellow of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. He's licensed as a general practitioner specializing in clinical nutrition, a graduate of the Cornell University School of Agriculture and Tufts University School of Medicine. And he is founder of NutritionFacts.org, which is a non-commercial, science-based public service, providing free updates on the latest in nutrition research via bite-sized videos. There are more than a thousand videos on nearly every aspect of healthy eating, with new videos and articles uploaded every day. It's pretty much the go-to source for plant-based nutrition information. Some of his best-selling books are How Not to Die, How Not to Diet, and How to Survive a Pandemic. And I want to highlight that nutritionfacts.org is not only a nonprofit, they're also a non-commercial site, meaning they don't have any advertisements or affiliate links or anything that can be swaying or influencing the information they're presenting. And also, 100% of all proceeds Dr. Greger has ever received from his books, DVDs, speaking engagements have always and will always be donated to charity. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. How Smoking in the 50s is Like Eating Today by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org Most deaths in the United States are preventable and related to nutrition. According to the most rigorous analysis of risk factors ever published, the Global Burden of Disease Study funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the number one cause of death in the United States and the number one cause of disability in this country is our diet, which has bumped tobacco smoking to number two. Smoking now only kills about half a million Americans every year, whereas our diet kills hundreds of thousands more. So if most death and disability is preventable and related to nutrition, then obviously nutrition is the number one thing taught in medical school, right? It's the number one thing your doctor talks to you about. How could there be such a disconnect between the science and the practice of medicine? Let's do a thought experiment. Imagine yourself a smoker back in the 1950s. The average per capita cigarette consumption was about 4,000 cigarettes a year. Think about that. In the 1950s, the average person walking around smoked a half a pack a day. The media was telling you to smoke. Famous athletes agreed. Advertisements convinced you that even Santa Claus cared enough about your throat to want you to smoke. I mean, you want to keep fit, stay slender, so you make sure to smoke. And eat lots of hot dogs to keep trim, and lots of sugar to stay slim and trim. A lot less fattening than that apple there. I mean, sheesh. Though apples do connote goodness and freshness, reads one internal tobacco industry memo, which brings up many possibilities for making youth-oriented cigarettes. They wanted to make apple-flavored cigarettes for kids. In addition to staying fit and slender and soothing your throat for digestion's sake, advertisements tell you to smoke. I mean, no curative power is claimed for Philip Morris, but hey, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Better be safe than sorry, and smoke, the ads tell you. Like eating, smoking was a family affair in the advertisements. 
Gee, Mummy, you sure enjoy your Marlboro. You're darn tootin'. And another ad, just one question. Mom, can you afford not to smoke Marlboros? In the 1950s ads, your kids were giving you cigarettes. Even your dog was giving you cigarettes. Blow in her face and she'll follow you anywhere, one ad states. Another says, no woman ever says no. And they're so round, so firm, so fully packed. After all, John Wayne smoked them until he got lung cancer and died. Back then, even the paleo folks, the Flintstones, were smoking. And so were the doctors. Now, this is not to say there wasn't controversy within the medical profession. Yes, some doctors smoked camels, but other physicians preferred luckies. So, there was some disagreement. Quote, Eminent doctors on high and impartial medical authority call for Philip Morris, unquote. Even the specialists couldn't agree which cigarette was better for your throat. So, best stick to the science. Quote, More scientists smoke this brand, unquote. This should not be rocket science, but even the rocket scientists had their favorite, quote, for the man who thinks for himself, unquote. We know why the AMA may have been sucking up to the tobacco industry, refusing to endorse the Surgeon General's report on smoking after they were handed a $10 million check from the tobacco industry. But why weren't more individual doctors speaking out? Well, there were a few gallant souls ahead of their time writing in, as there are today, standing up against industries killing millions. But why not more? Maybe it's because the majority of physicians themselves smoked cigarettes. Just like the majority of physicians today continue to eat foods that are contributing to our epidemics of dietary disease. What was the AMA's rallying cry back then? Everything in moderation. Extensive scientific studies have proven smoking in moderation, oh, that's fine. Sound familiar? Eating the standard American diet today is like being a smoker back in the 1950s. Most everyone you know eats this way. It's normal. It's what they feed people in hospitals, for gosh sake. But you don't have to wait until society catches up with the science again. Sometimes it takes a whole generation for things to change in medicine. The old guard of smoking physicians and medical school professors die off, and a new generation takes its place. But how many patients need to die in the interim? You just listened to How Smoking in the 50s is Like Eating Today by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I love this post because I was shocked to learn that doctors don't know about nutrition. We think of them as experts, but they get no or very little training about it in medical school. And those that do learn about it on their own end up becoming plant-based doctors or lifestyle medicine gurus. It also reminds me of Kim Williams, the past president of the American College of Cardiology, and his famous quote, There are two kinds of cardiologists, vegans and those who haven't read the data, unquote. I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and please share this episode with anyone who might benefit from it. And if you can take a minute to comment on this episode or any others on social media, it really helps visibility and helps others find the podcast. And you can find all my social media links on the footer at plantbasedbriefing.com. Thanks for listening.